We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. All right, hello, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Hello, hello. And Jed. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I don't know how much information I provide. Maybe some... You, you provide <laughs> irritation. I, I no, gonna, no, you provide... I was say, I'm you, leaving Stimulation, yes. Yeah, something. I, I at least try to progress things along a tad. Uh, all right. So, question for this week is, when should a Christian not take the Lord's Supper. Okay. There is a widely misunderstood passage in 1 Corinthians 11. Okay. Which really doesn't say very much to us about um, this question, at least as some people think of it. In 1 Corinthians 11... Verse 27, read that for us, uh, Jed. It says, Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of profaning the body and the blood of the Lord. All right, so in the King James, the Greek adverb anaxios, which is literally translated unworthily, Hmm. um, is misunderstood by a lot of people to be the word unworthy. Unworthy means it would modify a person or, a you know, the person taking it. Unworthily, or as these have translated it, an unworthy manner mm-hmm. speaks of the way you're going about taking it, not yeah. the worthiness or unworthiness of the person. Okay. The issue in 1 Corinthians 11 was the fact that the Corinthians were showing division and disunity and factionism in the way they took the Lord's Supper, the way they were going about it, excluding some, Mm. uh, dividing on purpose from each other and showing who had the biggest following, Um, some people getting drunk, all these different things. The way they were going about it was not the manner or the way or the purpose that Jesus had in mind. It was supposed to be a unity meal, Mm-hmm. They were making it a display of disunity and division. And so by doing that, they were doing it in an unworthy manner, which has nothing to do with who should take it or not. We certainly shouldn't take it in the way they were doing it. Yeah. But it was an inclusive thing. Now, So that next verse where it says, let a person examine himself then. Yes, that's not talking about your spiritual condition, that's talking about your attitude towards your brothers and sisters Hmm. and whether you're being a divider of the body of Christ and a promoter of division or you're being a person that says we're all part of one body, we need to take this together like God designed it. That's contextually what he means. So it's less, so in this case, and if the questioner is asking about like on a personal level, 
It's less, oh, I walked into worship and I'm going, good night, I really messed up this week. I don't think I should yeah. take the Lord's Supper. This passage in Corinthians is not about that. Okay. So I wanted to point that out first before we actually answered their question. Okay. Okay, because most of the time that question comes erroneously from this passage. Hmm. But I think there is an answer to their question. If you go back to to, uh, 1 Corinthians 10, verses 16 and 17, and we've read this many times. We have. Read it again. It says, The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there's one bread, we who are many are one body. For we are all partaking of the one bread. For we all partake of the one bread. All right, so your translation uses the word participation. Mm -hmm. Some translations use the word sharing. Some translations may use the word fellowship. The Greek word is koinonia. Mm -hmm. So when we drink that cup, we're saying to God and each other, I share in the daily cleansing of the blood of Christ. I have a part in that. When we take that bread, we're saying, I personally share every day. I'm part of the body of Christ. His sacrifice is my sacrifice. Hmm. However, we know with this same word, fellowship or participation, that fellowship is conditional. In First John okay. chapter 1, verse 6, which we've also read many times, yeah. if we say that we have koinonia or fellowship with God and we're walking in the darkness, we are lying and not practicing the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we do have fellowship with one another. Mm-hmm. And the blood of His Son cleanses us from all sin. So if I am willfully living in sin, unrepentant, and I'm continuing in that, 1 John 1, 6 says, I do not have koinonia. Hmm. So for me to take the Lord's Supper and to say that I do have koinonia when I don't have koinonia, uh, for example, in in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 26, if we go on sinning willfully... After we've received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more a sacrifice for sin, but only a certain fearful expectation of judgment. So in that situation, would it just be deceiving yourself sort of thing? Like, oh, you're taking an empty thing, or is there like a spiritual... I think there's a spiritual problem because, because if I know I don't have fellowship with God... And I'm lying to God. I mean, Acts 5 talks about some people Uh, that lied to God and what happened to that. And lying to my brothers and sisters. I think to be honest with one's own condition would be, I need to wait until I'm getting my act together to do this. Another situation that's more clear, and then you can ask yours, is in 1 Corinthians 5, there was the guy living with his father's wife. Mm-hmm. And Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5, 4 and 5, that when the church was gathered together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. they were to deliver that person to Satan. Mm-hmm. So to excommunicate that person meant in the ancient church that that person was no longer welcome at the fellowship meal of the Lord's table hmm. until that situation changed. They can't be... 
eating the Lord's Supper and claiming to have fellowship with God and living in regular fornication at the same time. So it's not that he couldn't like be at the sermon, so to say, but he shouldn't be at the table. Yeah, and, and see, even unbelievers sometimes came into the sermon. Yeah. But now that we don't see this specifically in the New Testament, but when you get to the second, third century and you're reading about Christian assemblies, mm-hmm. when it came time for Lord's Supper, they dismissed all the guests and they dismissed everybody that had been withdrawn from but hadn't come <laughs> come back and changed their life. Ooh, we would and step on some toes I'm with that. Telling you, but it was clearly a demonstration of fellowship. So to answer the person's question, if I've either been withdrawn from or I am knowingly, willfully continuing in sin, mm-hmm. then it is a lie for me to eat the Lord's Supper. That's not talking about people that are penitent and trying to do right and make mistakes and they're trying to do better. That's not what it's talking about. Okay. Because that's that's something that in the Church of Christ or in other uh, denominations, different groups that are out there that are very regimented and they want you to be aware of all your sins, you know, sort of thing, they probably will fall into that trap of if you haven't specifically prayed Forgiveness for no. that particular sin. No, we believe or, we believe the blood of Christ continues to cleanse us from sin if we're penitent. Yeah. But one more passage here that might help. First John five sixteen. Let's read this one. Okay. Five sixteen. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, he shall ask, and God will give him life. To those who commit sins that do not lead to death, or will give him life to those who commit sins that do not lead to death. There is sin that leads to death, and I do not say that one should pray for that. Okay, now there you go. So the sin that leads to death is the sin you will not turn away from. Hmm. That's the willful sin that you're, you're not, you know, like the guy that was living with his father's wife, and the Christians had taught him that that's wrong. And the, the Bible says it's wrong, and yet he kept doing it. As long as he willfully stayed in that, yeah. then there's no reason to ask God for forgiveness. And there's no reason to say to God, oh, yeah, uh, the blood of Christ is continually cleansing my sin. Because God connects with us on a spiritual level. Yeah, and that's the rest of that passage there in First John kind of reiterates that, that he's yes. watching over you and taking care of you, yes. even though you'll mess up along the way. So this is not for, for sincere Christians that are really trying to walk with God that mess up and they're still trying to do better and all that. This is not for those people. But if, if there is a, a turning away from God, a hardening of the heart, a, a mm-hmm. willful staying in sin without intention to repent, yeah. then... No, you should not be a participant in the Lord's Supper because you are not in fellowship with God when hmm. you have that. Yeah, and and I know I said it jokingly earlier, but I mean, can you imagine if we saw someone come in that their sins were public enough that we knew, man, they're it's not a oh they've messed up. It's they don't even try at this anymore. And we happen to say, look, maybe you shouldn't take the Lord's Supper. Well, again, that's between them and God, but the, the mistake we make is, if that's really the case, then the church should have withdrawn fellowship from that person. And again, oh goodness, that would just, that is so not kosher. That's so it may not, not politically be kosher, correct. but it's 1 Corinthians 5. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and there, there you get into 
you start having arguments, you know, kind of like this first John, well, is that really a sin that leads to death? I mean, are you, are you just being harsh? You're being mean. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that's what we should do. I'm well, and you know, you have people, for example, you've got the alcoholic who is, is really trying and he's going to meetings and he mm-hmm. stays sober for X number of months or something. And then he falls off the wagon and immediately gets back up and keeps trying again. Sure. Well, he's not willfully living a lifestyle of sin. Mm-hmm. That's different than the guy that gets drunk every day and stays drunk every day and never goes to any meetings and isn't trying to get off of it and is, in, yeah. you know. So yep. it's different. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> All right. And there may be some other aspects of this question that are out there, but I think that's a pretty solid one because I think focusing on that personal aspect of it is probably where most people, and I think where the questioner was coming from on this one. Yeah, the Lord's Supper is about a genuine relationship with God. Mm. It's the reaffirmation of a genuine relationship with God that's honest between the person and God and the person in the church. And if that genuineness and honesty is not there, yeah. well, that's when you really come face to face with God. Don't, don't make a mockery of God. Be honest with God. But again, don't be the other extreme because some people don't really understand God's grace and his continual cleansing. Mm-hmm. And so anytime they make a little mistake, they think they're not worthy to eat the Lord's Supper. And that's not biblical teaching at all. And so then kind of to go to the role of the church... In this, we should be helping those people along. Yes. You know, rather than waiting for this moment where we can pounce on them and go, all right, you're disfellowshipped, we're not giving you the Lord's Supper. Yes, and we're, we're woefully lax at teaching people on this mm. because we're afraid we might hurt somebody's feelings by teaching them. Yeah. them what God says about the Lord's Supper. Yeah. About sin in general. It's a special thing that we do in the Lord's Supper. Yeah. And, 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 that's, and I think I've had some conversations with my wife about that, you know, about that aspect. When we present it as you can or you can't, just as a here's the checklist, it's yeah. like, what's the point? Yeah. Why would I want to be part of this? Sure. But if we're presenting it as this is your opportunity to be with God and to have that close relationship and affirm all he's done for you. Yeah. And you're missing out on this awesome thing. Sure. And if you think of like you and I are sitting here face to face, if mm. you're, if you're coming up to a window and you're literally going to be face to face with God, mm. do you want to face God honestly or dishonestly? Do you want to be in his presence with him looking at you yeah. totally lying to him? Or do you want to be humble and open before him when you come to him? I'm pretty sure I've read enough examples of people who tried to bluff God. Yeah, that that, that's really what this boils down to. Yeah, I don't want to bluff God. No. No, thank you. I'll, it may be tough, but I'd rather be honest with him. All right. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for the question, as always. And we hope you all have a good week. See ya. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.